Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So the thing about the fall is you know you gotta appreciate a good fall candle the best like my house smells like the fall like pumpkin spice all that stuff don't get it twisted it was 87 degrees yesterday (laughs) but when i walked into my house you would have thought i was in seattle washington i love it it's just something about that smell it it is so comforting today so one of our fellow employees one of our co-workers looks like a candle (laughs) Looks like a pumpkin spice candle. Full head to toe. Full head to toe orange. I'm like, my God, tell me you love fall without telling me you love oh the fall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like pumpkin spice over here. Like, oh, what, my goodness. Looks like a walking Starbucks latte. I love the fall. Fall is the best time of year. By the way, September 3rd, best month out of the calendar year. Falling behind number one most important best month of the calendar year, hands down, the month of October. The month of October dominates like you wouldn't even imagine. Like, just wait. We're a couple days away from starting this thing. It will just, it's riveting. It kicks off. I I feel like uh, Christmas counts as the fall. It's like half fall, half winter, right? It's the whole thing. To me, to me, you know, I'm a big sports guy. I love, the, I love the whole more sports. You got the footballs in full effect. Basketballs starting back up. I watch a good preseason game, and then you go into baseball playoffs. Little Aaron Judge action. Congrats, he hit oh. 61 last night. I mean, get out of here. It's the fall. I got a bunch of birthdays in my house. Everybody in my house is born pretty much in this little stretch. And so we just eat a bunch of cake and just, it's unbelievable. But to me, the fall is about that smell. It's a little called game day. It's a little coffee. It's a little little Sunday night football. It's a little pumpkin spice candle. Let's go. All right, so today we are talking about the law of the lid everybody has a lid everybody has a ceiling and um the reality is is that you 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 have a great run you do really well you you crush it you build it you have your 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 stretch and then and then this the the thing slows down (laughs) (laughs) and you start getting the same results or even worse you know it's like they say about in our world in church once 85% of the room is filled, you start getting diminishing returns. Right, right. It's not just the lid. It's kind of like what the lid is also pushing you back into mm. and down into. And I just like this idea that whenever you hit a lid, whenever you hit your ceiling, that's a capacity that your systems uh, got to change. That's right. We're going to talk about it today, but I, I, I like this idea that you can stay frustrated if you like, or you can change. I saw this great video last night on TikTok, and this lady was talking about um, she was raised, she was mentored, which I make fun of that whole idea a little bit, but she was mentored by a, a, a billionaire and said this this person that helped 
her create wealth was basically saying the reason why most people never generate wealth is because they're not willing to change. Wow. They're kind of comfortable being who they are and they're not willing to take the risk to evolve and become who they need to become to generate wealth. And in their spending habits, their thinking, who they expose themselves to as far as like a bigger world. And I think that that's really important to understand that you've got to make some changes when you hit your lid. And you can wait a year or you can wait a month. That's right. But the reality is, is you hit your lid and we have to reinvent. So I want to talk today about if you're in that place, if you're frustrated as a leader, if you're going like, why aren't we getting better results? Why aren't we getting, you know, in this quarter, a, a greater return? What's going on? A lot of times it's not about working harder. It is about working smarter. And I always think that's the challenge. It, you know, so much of leadership is thinking. Right. And I think if you want to be a good talker, you got to spend a lot of time thinking. That's right. You can't just get up and talk. You got to think a lot. You got to process a lot. And if you're going to solve your problems, you got to be a great thinker. You got to have that. I always think leadership boils down to three three areas, three big buckets for me, and that is spirit, systems, and strategy. And you got to be able to get your spirit, which is to me your soul. Today in the car, my boys, one of my boys goes, Dad, what's a soul? <laughs> Mavi boy, what's Dad, what's a soul? Does I explain to them soul? You know, spirit is a great word we can use there. You got to get your spirit right. Yeah. You got to get your systems in order. And you got to get some strategic moves. Because let's be honest, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a leader. And if you're a leader, you cannot work any harder than you're already working. You're working yourself to the bone. That's right. You're, you're getting up. You know, the last couple of days I've gone 6 a.m. to midnight. And I'm not built for that life, by the way. <laughs> I'm not built for that 6 a.m. midnight? Last night I was up till 1. We just had... Uh, you know, we had a, a connect group on Tuesday and then last night we had an event that we had to go, we, we had the privilege of going to, and I, you know, it, I'm not built for that life, but it doesn't matter for me. Even if I go 6am to 9pm, that's going. Yeah. That's a long, everybody's day. going, you can't work harder. I want to convince you don't, you can't work. You're getting diminishing results probably because you don't pace yourself and have enough margin. But the reality is if you're going to lift your lid, it's not about working harder. You got to work harder to work smarter. So let's talk about it. Law of the lid. The first thing you got to realize is that your systems are perfectly designed to deliver the results you are currently getting. They are so perfectly set up to get what you are getting right now. That's right. So never be mad at results. Always be upset with (laughs) systems. This is comforting to me because I feel like most leaders are so results oriented and we focus on the final result. We focus on the bottom line, but the bottom line is not, the bottom line doesn't tell the story. Right. The systems tell the greater story. And so I think that, you know, this to me is always encouraging because I need better systems. I don't need a better heart. I don't need a better vision. I need a better strategy and I need a better system. And I've got to go, okay, these are set up to deliver what we're getting right now. So if I want a greater result, if I want to yield a greater return, I've got to work hard at the system. The system is the problem. And that to me is never discouraging. No. It to me always goes like, okay, well, I can do something about it. Yep. Most people are looking at the results like, this is all I'm built for. I'm only this good. No, 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 no. Your system is only this good. Right, right. You are way better. Yeah. But you got to get some counsel 
and you got to get some thinking time. You got to get some strategy. You got to make some adjustments. You got to change. We're going to talk about it in just a minute. But write down number two if you're taking notes, which I love the leaners. are The leaners, if you're in your Tesla right now, shout out. <laughs> if you're on a jog right now, shout out. If you're in a coffee shop right now, sipping on a latte, shout out. Maybe you're sitting there, you taking notes. If you're taking notes, write down number two. If you're running, just keep running. You got this. <laughs> What's broke must be fixed. I think sometimes in leadership, you got to just break what's already working. Yeah. Shock yep. the system. Yep. I think sometimes it's good to, you know, break up the routine, break up the monotony, break up the, give the system a jolt. But a lot of times it's like, why is it that things that have been broken, we've been putting off fixing? Mm. Good question. It's like, you know, I've been, I think I just mentioned this, but Jen Robin, our church life in general, you know, just crushes it as far as yeah. an organizational, uh, you know, company and organizing closets, organizing cabinets, organizing houses, pantries, so on and so forth. She says a lot of times the reason why people's rooms or cars or closets are messy is because there's a, like a psychological block. Mm of why they can't clean the garage. Wow. Why they're holding on to it. Why they can't mm. get things cleared. I think sometimes you got to realize the reason why you're not fixing things is there's a psychological block. Right. Something's blocking you. What is that blockage? Mm. You got to get the blockage out. You got to go like, you know what? <clears throat> it's amazing to me. There's this leader that, you know, in the last couple of years had a, had a, had a big um, a failure. And when he was leaving his post, he said to kind of the main operate COO of the company, he said, now does it make sense why I couldn't get things done? Jeez. Does it make sense to you now why I would always put off and procrastinate executing on decisions? There's blockage. Right. So maybe your blockage is not at that degree or level, but there's some blockage. <laughs> yeah, so extreme. It's an extreme example, but I want you to understand what is causing you to not fix what's broken. Right. I got a window right now that's broken. Do you know how many times I've called my window guy? Do you, do you know how exhausted this guy must be? This man, I think he hates me now. I've ordered the window. I've paid for the window. He told me the time he's going to deliver the window. He has not showed up twice. I don't mess around with broken things. No. If something's broke, I'm going to fix it. I love that. That's what the leader does. Absolutely. Going back to the last podcast, get her done. <laughs> Listen, when you hit your lid, you better get it done. That's right. You bet. I'm obsessed right now with it. We got a meeting on Saturday here for our organization and I'm fixing stuff. Why? Because I don't like to lose. Right. And it's broke, so fix it. I have the power to fix broken things. And so I can't fix broken people. I'm not I'm not the the uh what is it? There is a balm in Gilead. I'm not the fixer, I'm not the healer, but <laughs> yeah, I know the yeah. one that can I can point people when it comes to leadership. I either gotta fix the system or I've got to make a change with the person, but I mm. cannot live in a broken world. Right. Third thing. You are not an expert if you point out the problem. I think this is hilarious. We live in a culture that just wants to be so excited about this problem and that problem. And here, well, this is what's going on. This is what's wrong. And, you know, this is what's broke. Okay, that's great. Awesome. You have the gift of critical thinking. 
which a lot of times which just means you're a critical person. It's just humanity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think you're an expert because you can point out the problem. Yeah. I think what makes you an expert is the fact that you can point out a solution. Be solution oriented. When you hit your lid, you can you can cry about it. You can wallow in your pity and your 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 self loathing and your pain and your struggle, or you can get up and try again. That's right. I read this great Steve Harvey quote the other day. He said, "If you have if you're getting great results, keep working hard. If you're getting mediocre results, keep working hard. If you're getting awful results, keep working hard. No matter what the results are, keep working hard." Right. And I just love that. My work does not change because of results. Yep. I, it, the results do not move me. The systems or lack thereof move me. So if you are getting great results, so then you took your foot off the gas and now you're just kind of chilling. You're just like, yeah, I'm feeling myself. I'm killing the game. You know how we do it. You better be, you better be careful. What's it saying? Proverbs, poverty will come upon you mm. like a thief in the night. No, no matter what the results are, we keep working hard. But I'm not great because I'm, I can point out problems. I keep working hard at solutions. Be a solution-oriented, solution-minded leader. It's really good. What, what, who cares that you can tell me everything that's wrong? I haven't heard you tell me anything that we could do about it. Right. I remember you, you I, I can't remember who you said this, but you, you quoted them, you said, Great leaders don't bring story problems. They bring multiple answer choices, you know, multiple yes. choice answers. And it's like, no one, no leader wants to hear the problem, all this stuff without any solution. Hey, here's option one, option two, option three. Which one do you want to move forward with? We're ready to go. And I, I think, you know, um, you want to, everybody wants to increase their value in life. So I'm valuable in relationships. I'm value the organization. I'm just I'm I'm a, I'm a valued asset you want in your corner. Right. What makes you valuable is the fact that you can find the solution. Right. And bring multiple options to the table. Without that, everybody's like, dude. When I get around them, they exhaust me. Mm. Why do they exhaust me? Because not only did they point out the problem I already was already aware of, they made me feel worse about it. <laughs> right. I'd rather be around somebody that's like, you, have you thought about doing this? Yep. Have you thought about talking to them? Have you thought about recruiting these guys? Have, have you thought about this person? Like, I just like the the yeah. collaboration of that. You're not an expert if you point out the problem. You're an expert if you find a solution. Number four, you can lose the game, but you cannot lose the locker room. This is sensational to me. When I've hit my lid, it's not just that I'm frustrated. It's that everybody's frustrated. Mm. You know that old saying, winning solves a multitude of problems. Right. Winning hides a multitude of problems. When you're winning, this is why I laugh about the NFL. It doesn't matter how bad the quarterback played. doesn't matter how many interceptions. doesn't matter what the quarterback rating was or the percentages or any of those things. All that matters on Sundays, did you win the game? That's it. Because winning solves a bunch of problems. But when you start losing... And you've got lack of momentum or diminishing returns. Oh, buddy. Now everybody's like, mm. and this is wrong and that is wrong. I can lose. This is why I learned leadership. I can lose games. I cannot lose the locker room. When Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks, I'll never forget this. When they lost the Super Bowl, my first concern and thought was, dang, we were right there on the one. But 
man, what is the locker room? How are they going to react? Right. Because losing sucks. Yeah, is this the end of the era? Is and this the end of those teams? Yes. Losing is a punch in the gut. <clears throat> it's a punch to the ego. And, you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. And what does fatigue make? Cowards of us all. When you're losing and you hit that lid, you feel tired. I'm working so hard. I'm giving so much. I'm doing this and we're not winning. Okay. Well, you got to know, leader, I can lose games. I can, that's fine, but I cannot lose the locker room. So how do I keep people happy? How do I keep the team in chemistry? How do I keep the spirits high? How do I keep that morale and that momentum? And you lose morale, all the momentum's gone. Right. And I, man, have I experienced that as a leader? <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's just like, punch me in the face. I lost the locker room. Mm. How did we lose the locker room? Well, you don't lose the locker room when you're winning. Right. <laughs> you you lose. add the locker room. They want to be around. Yeah, yeah. You, you lose the locker room when you're losing. And so I think it's always about, okay, I lost the locker room. How do I get momentum back? How do I lift the lid of the organization? How do I change the systems that are in place or not there yet in place? Here's the last one, or sorry, two more. What you what got you here will not get you there. So you lose the locker room and you lose the game. And you're sitting there and you're like, I'm a loser. <laughs> loser. What button do we have for that? Do attitude reflect leadership. Attitude reflect leadership. Yeah, Captain. Give me a Colin Coward one. Wait, wait, stop. Yeah, yeah. Sitting there. Loser. <laughs> lost the game. Lost the locker room. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Guess I go. He works. What are you going to do? I think that you got to just slow down. Hold on. Don't work harder. Work smarter. And you got to understand what got you here when I get you there. You've got to change. This is the, the whole thing about life. Life has changed. Growth is optional. Choose wisely. Mm. So what do you got to do to grow? What do you got to do to reinvent? What do you got to do to evolve? What do you got to do to mature? How do you get a little bit better, a little bit stronger? How are you coming out of this? You hit a lid. Okay, welcome to the club. We all hit lids. Nobody can run their right. way forever. Nobody can win forever. Every every industry hits a lid. Every 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 team, every business, you got to reinvent. You got to, you got to find a way. You got to get... get and, and, I, and I love this. There's a Bible reference that comes to mind with Moses and Jethro. Moses is in the, in the book of Exodus. He's sitting before the people from the time the sun comes up to the time, time sun goes down. And he's listening to every case and he's judging every case and he's working hard for the people. And his father-in-law, uh, Jethro, comes by and goes, whoa, 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 bro, bro. <laughs> this is not good. You're not going to last. You're going to burn yourself out. You need to find competent, capable people that can be captains over 10,000 or 1,000 or 100 or 10, and you need to empower them. Empowerment always starts with me. Right. The 10 and the 1 and the 100 and the 1,000 never come to me and go, hey, I'll take 1,000. I have to empower people to do what I could be doing, but it's not the smartest, best way for me to do things. Mm. And so I've got it. I've got to go, what got me to this place? of doing really well will not give me the next place. I've got to give it away. 
Give it away. It's really good. Give it away. This is a Red Hot Chili Pepper lyric now. <laughs> give it a wing. Give it a wing. Give it, it a wing now. now. <laughs> yeah, this is Red Hot Chili Peppers. You got to give it away. What got you here won't get you there. So into this next lid, as you lift this lid, what capacity are you creating in your sphere of influence that you're empowering other people to take? And the last one is the results-oriented leader is that when you want great results, it always goes back to focus and effort. A lot of times, the reason why we've hit a lid is because we got distracted. Mm. Uh, Craig Rochelle in his new book, uh, Lead Like It Matters, he talks about the, the disadvantages of success. Wow. And when you become successful, what happens is when you were nobody and you didn't have anything going on and you were trying to create guess what you didn't have you didn't have options right the more successful right, right. you become the more options that you have wow and it's like wow now i could go to this event or i could go speak at that or i could have this dinner or i could spend money on this and it's you know our biggest problem i've been saying this our biggest problem is a lack of focus mm. And we've got to get back to, I don't care what vitamins you got to take. I don't care. I, I, you know what? I just saw this great graph. I texted to myself from Ed Millette. And uh, this was so good. He, he, um, he put, sorry, I'm looking up text to myself. Who looks up? Who, I text myself from my computer all the time. That's what I'm saying. I text myself from my computer. Exactly. Yep. Look at this. Did it not come up? Uh-oh. Hold on. Let me. It's on my computer. Watch this. Um, sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Leaner. Gee, I, this is going to be worth it. Oh, I, even, I think I even saved it onto my desk. Yeah, it's right here on my desktop. Look at this. Habits of the top 1%. Mm. That's what the top 1% does. Scheduling. Planning short-term and long-term goals. Waking up early. Meditating. Exercising daily, staying disconnected from their phone. Yikes. Help me, God. Reading. Watch this. Living frugally. Mm -hmm. Saving to invest. Finding good colleagues and employees. Seeing things in long term. Listening to new ideas. That's what the top 1% does. And I thought when I read this whole list, I try to bump my own life up against these things. Do I do this? Number yeah. one. Number two, I thought, do you know how focused you have to be to do these things? Right. And the problem is, is that a lot of us become so successful. We go, ah, I don't, I don't really got to live frugally anymore. Yeah, I have enough. Uh, I don't know if I got to read. I don't got to listen to new ideas. I, I got a lot of great ideas myself. Uh I don't got to find good colleagues, employees. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I can make it happen. The danger of success is drinking your own Kool-Aid, reading your own press clippings, thinking that you've got the answers and the solutions. When we don't, we need to be planning, waking up early, meditating, which to me in my spiritual life is Bible reading and prayer, exercise, living frugally, saving to invest. All these things will help you lift the law of the lid on your life. Leadership Leaning, we love you.